0: You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning to you. Uh, It's good to be with you on this uh, special day in the life of the church on Mother's Day, uh, especially as we welcome uh, the Bowman family uh, to be with us on this very poignant day in their life. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, uh, beginning with verse 22. It will be on the screens and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us? in suspense if you are the messiah tell us plainly jesus answered i have told you and you do not believe the works that i do in my father's name testify to me but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they will never perish No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else. No one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Why do you keep us in suspense? The crowd asks Jesus. Tell us plainly if you were the Messiah. Tell us plain. Words are powerful. God chose to use words through which to give birth to everything that is seen and unseen. The letter of James says, how great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is that fire. With it we bless and we curse. Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Words matter because Through words, ideas become real. Ideas become real. Words also give voice and meaning to the world around us. It's hard to describe who we are without using words, without telling stories, without without a narrative. Words build up, words tear down, words create, words demolish. Why do you keep us in suspense, they say. Tell us plainly. Jesus... Jesus replies to them, I can almost hear Jesus being exasperated, I have told you, you're not listening. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me as Messiah. As powerful as words are, words need help. Words need Context. Words need to have flesh. They need to have a story around them. They need context to help make sense out of them. For example, uh, if uh, you hear, we should all be one, sounds like the gospel if Jesus says it. We should all be one sounds terrifying if Stalin says it. (laughs) Or if Darth Vader says it, right? Right? Words are as only as powerful as the integrity of the one using them. Words need context. Words need flesh. Words need to be surrounded by works. Tell us plainly. Tell us plainly, they ask, "I've already told you," Jesus says, "And you don't believe the works I do, the fruit I bear, the life I live, the death I will die, the life I will live forevermore." is proof that I'm Savior. Tell us plainly, they say. Have you ever been in a situation where <clears throat> there's a great mystery and the solution to that mystery is right under your nose, but you just couldn't see it? It's like, uh, and these are, these are actual instances that have happened at the roll house. Uh, it's like, hypothetically, uh, I just gave away that they actually happened. You can't find your car keys... And you think that they're locked in the car So you take your keys to open the car To look for your car keys Have you done that? Or you can't find your cell phone And you think it's under the couch So you take your cell phone And you use the flashlight on your cell phone To look under the couch for your cell phone And you just have this kind of like Duh kind of moment That you hope that no one sees And and no one one is paying attention to Jesus is Tell us plainly that you're the Messiah Jesus is offering this to them Right in front of their face but they, they can't see it. It's kind of like, I guess Isabel was one and a half years old. And uh, we came home from the store one day. And she goes, Daddy, got gradiums? Maybe. Gradiums. G-R-A-D-I-U-M-S. Gradiums. Yeah. Daddy, got gradiums? I, I've been burned before by saying yes when I didn't quite understand what they were asking gradium? Uh, maybe. Um, a couple of days later we were, um, cooking in the kitchen. Daddy, use gradiums. Okay. Well, maybe we might use gradiums. Maybe. I mean, we're having spaghetti after all. And then a couple of days later she goes, daddy, daddy, play gradiums. I'm like, okay, sure. We can, we can play gradiums. I thought here, now here, I will finally be able to tell what this word means. This word has been plaguing us. For a long time. So she brings out of her room two Barbie dolls, um, duplex building blocks, and Play-Doh. No discernible context there. I can't, I don't know what's, so, so, but she takes the duplex blocks. She goes, here, gradiums, and she treats them like salt and pepper. And then she takes the Play-Doh and makes bread out of it and then feeds it to the two Barbie dolls. Gradient and It was at that point I said Oh Gradiums was Ingredients Is what she was trying to say We come home from the store Got ingredients We're cooking Use ingredients Yeah, You want to play With ingredients Yeah it's just one of those things where And if you, if you have young children You'll get this Because they'll say a word And you just Like was it Cecilia who, No it was Annie Who called you Bop Bop She said daddy At an early age And I was feeling very Important and she wasn't saying mom for a long time until we realized that her word for mom was bop, right? Uh, and they all use these, this code word. And fi- finally, when you realize it and it unlocks and you see it, ah, it all makes more sense. Tell us plainly, they say to Jesus. He said, I already have. You're just not seeing the fruit that I'm offering. You're not, in fact, you're not even recognizing what Jesus is doing right then and there. Jesus is wandering around. John does this. John gives us context it's not so much that he wants you to know the time of day that things happen, but he offers you a theological picture by offering you a setting in which something happens. So, it's the festival of the dedication, Scripture says, and it's winter. In other words, it's Hanukkah, or very close to Hanukkah, the celebration of Hanukkah. Uh, it's the festival, festival of the dedication of the temple. Uh, and in Hanukkah remembers when the, uh, the Jewish people rose up against Antiochus Epiphanes, Uh, who had overtaken the land, and that happened about 150 years or so, uh, I think it was 164 BC, something like that, uh, where the Jewish people kicked them out, and they rededicated the temple, but they only had enough oil for one day, and that oil burned for eight days. That's what they're celebrating. That's where Jesus is. It's winter, he's in the temple, and he's wandering around the portico of Solomon. John is giving us a very big hint as to what Jesus is doing. Tell us plainly that you're the Messiah. The problem is, if Jesus says yes or no, they will miss the context. Much like the word gradiums, they didn't understand what Jesus meant by Messiah. They thought Messiah was to be a warrior king, much like uh, uh, Judas Maccabeus was When he kicked Antiochus and Epiphanes out of the temple. That's the Messiah. That's the kind of work that they thought the Messiah was going to do. Kick them out. Have their own theocracy. Their own nation. Are you the Messiah? Tell us plainly. Well, I, I, I can't. At least with words. Because if I say yes, you'll think I'm a warrior king. If I say no, then you will not hear the authority that I have within me. Tell us plainly. But he is. Because on the festival of the dedication, he is wandering around the temple see the temple is where God lives and God dwells and God resides. Jesus is the temple, the place where God lives and dwells and resides. And if they had listened or if they had read the Gospel of John uh, a couple of chapters earlier, they would have heard Jesus say, I am the light of the world. And on Hanukkah, on that that day, the festival of dedication, they remember eight days of light. Eight is an important number in the Christian tradition. It means renewal. It means resurrection. It means rebirth. The baptismal font is octagonal. On the eighth day, Jesus was raised. Tell us plainly. He is. He can't make it any plainer. The light of the world The embodiment of God, the place where God dwells, is wandering around the temple to dedicate. In other words, Jesus is dedicating the temple, rededicating the temple with his very self and with his very presence. Tell us plainly, I can't say it any more plainer. It is I. The Father and I are one, but they can't see it. They're not paying attention to the fruit that Jesus has done. If you don't believe me by my words, believe me by my fruit. The fruit affirms our faith. It's not the cornerstone of our faith, but our fruit affirms our faith, our integrity, our fruit, the works that we do in the world. You know, Jesus tells them, my, the, my sheep hear my, hear my voice. They hear me when I, when I call out to them. It's kind of like um, yesterday, uh, we went to the Marjorie Lyons Playhouse to see Frozen Jr., uh, there's one more show today at 2 o'clock. Anna Lee is in Frozen Jr., uh, and she is the best villager in the entire show. That is not subjective. That is an objective truth. Anna Lee Rawl is the best villager in the entire show. So we went to the show. We saw Frozen Jr. After the show, what happens is, uh, in a word, uh, chaos, because everyone is in the—not Nor- the, um, the NorthX— the, the lobby, <laughs> They're in the lobby and parents and kids and Elsa's there and Anna's there and people are trying to take photos with Elsa and Anna. But you're supposed to like somehow magically find your kid in the sea of humanity that is uh, shoulder to shoulder in, in the lobby. And it's funny because uh, a curious thing happens. Someone yells, Mom! And then a hundred people turn around, right, to see. Uh, but do that in reverse. Anna Lee. And only one person. Turns around. My sheep hear my voice. It is an amazing thing to call a child's name and how that cuts through the chaos. Footnote, unless kids don't want to hear you. Izzy, clean your room. What, what, I didn't... Cecilia, pick up your boots. I didn't, you didn't tell me Ideally, they hear the shepherd's voice and they respond, tell us plainly, they ask Jesus, and he is, he is. It's an interesting show, Frozen is, uh, spoilers, but this is on you, I mean, Frozen 2 is coming out later this year, so if you haven't seen Frozen 1, I apologize, um, but in the show, right, it's Anna and Elsa, right, Elsa is the, um, the snow queen, right, and she has these snow powers, these, uh, uh, frozen powers, and she can create ice and this kind of thing, and, and Anna is her sister, well, uh, uh, her, her powers go wild as she grows older. She can't control them and, and she freezes everything and she runs away and she builds this, let it go, let it go. She builds this castle out of ice and she's there uh, and Anna goes to save her because she's frozen. She wants to save her sister and she goes, but they, they, they get into an argument and because her emotions control her powers, she shoots Anna with, uh, Anna with her um, uh, frozen powers and she hits Anna's heart. She hits Anna right in the heart. So they take her to the trolls to see if they could heal her. And they can't, but they say something interesting. They say, only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart, is what they tell her. Only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart. So in great Disney fashion, they assume that the act of true love is for Anna to kiss Hans, the guy who wants to marry her. So they travel and they find Hans and they get Hans and Anna together, but Hans doesn't love her. So she goes Stop! Oh, it must be, she must have to kiss Christoph. That's right. She must have to kiss Christoph because Christoph really loves Anna. So they, that's not the right answer either. Only an act of true love will thaw a frozen heart. Hans wants to be king of Arendelle. So he tracks Elsa down, who is queen, And he wants to kill her. Anna is feverishly looking for her sister. With every step she takes, she becomes more like ice. She's becoming frozen herself. When Hans finds Elsa, he takes his sword. And as his sword is coming down, Anna intervenes. She holds up her hands and she turns to ice. And as she's turning to ice, she blocks Hans's sword, saving her sister. Just as quickly as she became ice is as quickly as she began to thaw. What they began to realize is the act of true love that will thaw a frozen heart is not something that Anna was to receive. Rather, it was something that Anna was called to do. Yes, we receive great grace from God, but we're also called to share that grace, even when people won't say thank you or can't say thank you. See, mother, mother, mothers get this. Now, being selfless, intervening uh, in the midst of trial is not exclusive to mothers, but mothers get it first and they get it quicker than the rest of us. When you, when you have a child, you're called to love, clothe, nurture this child and the child can't say thank you back. In fact, they only scream in your face and make you change their own diapers, right? It's just a terrible, it's not reciprocal at all. <laughs> you know, if you were to put this on a job description, who would sign up for this? But this is love. This is love. And of course, this kind of love is not exclusive uh, to mother. You know, when, uh, when we first had Isabel, um, Isabel never slept, like ever. I mean, I would drive her up and down Yuri Drive at 3 a.m. in the morning just to get her to fall asleep. And we were, going, we were going crazy. And the ramifications of that have, have played out. My brain has atrophied since we you know, started having kids. I'm driving up and around. You know, Christy and I, so I'm the, I'm the early bird. Uh, and Christy is the night owl. And this works really great uh, on, on most days. Uh, if Isabel got up between the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., Christy got it. If she was up between the hours of 3 a.m. to whatever, 7 a.m., I would take it. And then there was that no man's land of like 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock a.m. Have, have you ever played freeze tag? Right, so what happens? You hear, you hear Isabel talking at 2.30 in the morning over the baby monitor and then just like Anna who was frozen solid, you don't move and you pray to God your spouse moves and shows their hand that they're awake and they hear it, right? You're laughing because you do it and you've done it. I know, So it's a a team effort but but mothers understand this they're they're caring for a child they're nurturing for a child clothing a child feeding a child and the child doesn't say thank you can't say thank you back as Christians we are called to be loving we are called to be graceful even when there's no reciprocation even when people don't say thank you or can't say thank you or won't act of true love that that, that thaws a frozen heart is not something that Anna was called to receive but something she was called to give. Jesus says, I've told you plainly. And the way I've told you is because of my fruit. What I've done. What I've offered to you. Tell us plainly, if you're the Messiah. My works, bless you. My works testify. And now that you're a graduate, you can just sneeze in the middle of a sermon? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. The works that we do testify And reveal who we claim our Lord to be. The way we treat one another, the way we hold one another in accountability, the way that we serve. You know, the way that we serve one another just might thaw someone's heart. Especially on a day like today when many of us are full of joy. Many of us are are full of sadness. It's a heavy day. It's a joyful day. May we reach out in concern and service to one another. So that we might do the works of the one who sends us into the world. Or to put it another way. Love means something if you give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Love means something if you give it away. You end up having more. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.